Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled Lessons from a Zombie. We're going to look at Ephesians 5 and 14 where it says, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And we're going to see no matter how hard we fail or none we become to God, He will always restore us. So today, sit back and relax. Enjoy the podcast starting right now. Y'all ready to dive in this today? I'm excited to be continuing our series, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, man, this series, man, I have enjoyed it. I am, man, I'm telling y'all what. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this series. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it's been fun. It's been exciting. I, I, I've got so many comments like, man, I've seen your sign. That's crazy. I've seen your videos of, of you guys uh, making the, the, taking the blood and putting it on there on your sheet. And Man, it was crazy. That's so awesome. We were enjoying it. So I hope you guys are enjoying it just as much as I am. <laughs> Listen, anybody, anybody in here, uh, 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 you know, we started this series talking about zombies and what zombies are. And so I'm going to give y'all a good definition of what a zombie is. So a zombie in the definition is a person who moves very slowly and is not aware of what is happening, especially because of being very tired. Very tired. I bet they are. They don't have no brains or anything in there. So let me give you a good example of what a zombie is. So every morning when I leave to go to work, Tasha likes to, you know, see me off, give me a kiss at the door. And, and really what she's doing, she wants to lock the door in behind me, make sure it's locked, make sure I didn't forget is really what it boils down to. But she's in a zombie-like state. Whenever she goes to the door, I'm like, hey, Tasha, I got to go. I'm heading out. This is how she goes. And I'm like, Tasha, I'm right here. I'm like, I'm right here at your face. Like, come towards me. She's like, I'm, I'm. and she's like, I love you. I'm like, Tasha, what'd you say? I love you. She's going to, she might. But she's in a zombie like because she's tired. She's, uh, and she might just be brainless. <laughs> but a zombie. Man, a zombie, they're everywhere. When we have learned, you know, we've seen some lifeless people and some lifeless, uh, tired individuals in this series. And man, I just tell you what, some mornings I feel like that. I'm like, man, I just don't want to get up. Uh, my my full time job uh, since I've been in class for the last several uh, uh, weeks, uh, I've I've been gone for three weeks, and for my full time job, twenty one days I was gone. Man, it was hard to get up and go back <laughs> this past Thursday. It was rough. I was in a zombie lifestyle. Do I really have to go back? Do I really need this job? Yes, I need my job. And, and so, and I, but I was tired. I mean, I really wanted to punch somebody. I'm like, I don't want to go. And that's how I felt. And sometimes it's Sunday mornings, I had the same thought process. I really don't want to get up. I'm tired. I've had a long week. This is my only day off this week that I'm going to be able to sleep in. Now I have to go to church. Sometimes I'm just so tired. I wish Pastor Michael hurry up and shut up so we can go to lunch. I'm about to punch him in the face. I hope y'all ain't like, yeah, I mean, don't, don't throw no stones at me this morning. You know what I'm <laughs> but when we become tired and numb to what's going on around us, we tend to stay. We tend to stay. 
or excuse me, we tend to say, not stay, say, you're like a zombie today, but what's going on? When we become numb and, and, and careless and, 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 and not a, a caring to what's around us, our self and our awareness starts to go low. It starts to get lower and lower. I mean, y'all think about it. So we talked about being a tenant in the last series. We talked about, hey, if we don't keep our guard up, the enemy's going to seek, kill, and destroy us. So we all the time have to be on guard. And, and if you've watched The Walking Dead, they're constantly having to prepare for the walkers to come in. That's why they have all the bases around. They got them secure and they got people out watching to make sure that none of the walkers come in. AKA, if you ain't seen The Walking Dead, the walkers are the zombies. <laughs> Y'all have had long enough. But if they get their attention and they become numb to the situation, they become tired. Well, I just don't feel like you know, uh, putting up my guard today. I'm just going to take the easy way out. I'm going to what we call in our house sandbag a little bit. We're just going to sandbag today and, and, and we're just, I'm tired. And what happens is our attendance and our awareness starts to come down of what surrounds us. And this, if you pay attention to the walking dead, sometimes this is exactly what happens is they become tired, they become self-conscious of what's around them. Their attendance and their awareness becomes low and then all of a sudden they start to get in. They find the weak spot in the system. See, 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 see. Uh, Ephesians 4 and, uh, excuse me, Ephesians 5 and 14. And we remember this from uh, part one when we did. It says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will sh uh, shine on you. It'll shine on you. We can't be asleep. We can't be relaxed in this world. The very moment that we decide that we're not going to focus on God and we're not going to be attentive to God and what God's called us to do is the very moment the enemy's going to come and attack us. Today, with part three, is entitled Lessons from a Zombie. Lessons from a Zombie. What can we learn from zombies, man? I tell you what, <laughs> we can learn a lot. And we're going to learn a lot today, and I hope you guys will just hang on with me just for a little bit longer, just a little bit more of your time. So we're going to be uh, reading from uh, Judges 16 today. That's where our text is going to come from. And so if you've got your Bible or your Bible app, you can go there. If you don't have those things, that's cool. we got them on the screen for you. But there's this particular guy in Judges. His name was Samson. Samson. Now, I grew up in church, so I know who Samson is. And if you don't know who Samson is, that's okay. I'm fixing to tell you. This guy, man, he was awesome. Not really. <laughs> he, <laughs> he has some bipolar issues, a little bit of anger management problems he needed to work out here. And then, man, listen, he was, he was broken. He was hurt. He was a sex addict. And this guy... Man, he would just write out terrible. Judge Jacob's that. Verse 4, Judges 16, verse 4. He says he falls in love with Delilah. Philistine, which was the enemy here. So I'm kind of paint you guys a picture. So so the uh, Delilah here, she was a Philistine. She was she she was the bad people, but he was in love. He was in love. He was a gangster, so he was like, hey, man, I, I love you. I want to. I got to get a different problem. I love you, Delilah. You're so beautiful. I know you're the enemy, but me and you, we a thing now. You know what I mean? 
Y'all, y'all ever been in those relationships with the bad boy? You know what I'm saying? He was the rule breaker. And so, so here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, check this out. So the rules, the rulers came and he bribed her. Now he's bribing here. Anybody have to bribe somebody to do something? Anybody? Don't raise your hands. Trina, you ever bribe somebody to do something? You just like Tasha. She's like, listen, I'll cook dinner if you wash all the dishes. <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's tonight. <laughs> we ever bribe somebody to get her way? Sometimes we, we, we will bribe our significant others to do things so we can get something in return. You men know what I'm talking about. Since there's teenagers in here, I won't go that route. But see, he bribed her with great amount of money. So Samson's here saying, hey, listen, I'm going to bribe you with the large sum of money to find out. Or excuse me, she was going to bribe him with the large sum of money to find out his strengths. See, Samson was strong. He had a lot of muscles. He's like that guy I go to the gym and I get jealous of because he can lift up the whole 200-pound barbell thing. And, and I'm like, I want to be like him. But he was strong. But she's like, listen, you good-looking man. I tell you what, I'm gonna get, I'll give you all this money if you'll just tell me your secret how you got so strong. Tell me the source of how you got to be so strong. Trina, listen, listen, I, 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 if you just tell me your secrets, I'll give you all this money. I'll give you everything and every desire that you want. Yeah, here it is. I got it right here. I can show it to him. He, he, she was taking it out. See if I got any cash flow in here. She, I, got a, I got a couple. Of, she took it out and said, listen, I have the money to show for it. I can do is tell me your secrets. He began to bribe her. Or he began to bribe her. So listen, listen, listen. This is what happened. Delilah lured him in to a sleepy state. His head on his lap. So he's sitting there. Like, listen, I know you're tired. You've been out. You've been lifting weights all day. Been working hard. Here, come lay down. Come lay right here. And look at what verse 6 says. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up, seduced. So listen. What he did, what she did here is like, hey, Brian, bring you in. I'm going to make love to you. And she tells him, tell me your secrets of your strengths. Tell me your secrets. And she done lured him in here and tied him up <laughs> to seduce him. Samson answered in verse 7, if anyone ties me with seven flesh bowstrings that have not been drained, I become as weak as any other man. He just told his secrets. He just shared his secret out there. Listen, if you tie me up this way, this is what's going to happen. If you, I, I, he just spilled it out there. You know what? Love makes us do some stupid things. Teenagers, you want some advice? Love makes you do some stupid things, so make sure it's God leading you and not your flesh. Because love is blind. Go around Walmart, you know what I'm talking about. Verse 8, the, the, then the rulers of the Philistine brought her seven flesh bowstrings, fresh bowstrings that have not been drained. 
And she tied him up with it. This little rascal here, I tell you what, now I done told you my secret, and then she calls her men up. I'm like, hey, bro, listen, I found out Samson's problem, found out his secret. This is what I need. Bring it to me. That conniving little rascal. I want to encourage you guys something. Be careful who you share your secrets with because some people want to take your secrets and they're going to seek out to steal, kill, and destroy you. They're going to take those things and they're going to run with it. Only tell people what they need to know. If you got problems going on in your life, share it with the right individuals. Don't just start throwing your, your gossip and crap all over Facebook. Nobody wants to see it, first of all. But pray about it and get the right people in your corner. Don't let people have the advantage over you because that's what happens. He's, he, he's like, hey, this is my weakness. This is what happens when, 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 whenever I, I come in here and, and, and this is what drains me out. Verse 9. When men hide, when, with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, Philistines are upon you. But he snapped, excuse me, the bowstrings as easily as pieces of a string snapped when it, when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Wait a minute now. He just sit here and said, and the Bible said he shared the secret. Yeah, listen up. <laughs> he was creative. He was smart. He also wasn't dumb. So, 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 listen, he tricked her. He tricked Delilah and didn't give up what his real strength was. <laughs> The next time he tells her new ropes that have never been used, she ties him up. Samson, uh, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He gets up and breaks them like thread. The next time he says, now this is verse 13 here. If you wave or if you wiver the seven braids of my hair into the fabric of the looms and tie it, tie it with the pen, I become as weak as any other man. Same scenario, same results. Same scenario, same results. So check out what Delilah done here. Second time. So Delilah lured him to sleep again and begged him to know the key to his strength. She begged him, please, Samson, tell me your secret. Please, please tell me. Please tell me. I done slept with you once. Now I'm sleeping with you again. Please tell me your secret. I love you. Y'all check this out. So he done lied to her twice. Then said, hey, if this, is, this, this is the key to my strength. He got out of it twice. Verse 17. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said. Ooh. No razor has ever been used on my head. <laughs> Check this out. The latter part of this. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. Now, women, <laughs> think about this for a second. The man didn't lie to you twice. 
you done for coming back the second time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being honest. Uh, and, and now you're trying for a third. Here we go, round three here. You know what I'm saying? You told me once, you told me twice, now the third time. It's got to be the charm. He's got to be telling me the truth this time. So, so Samson's like, hey, listen, this is the real truth. If you shave my head, I'll lose all my strength. I'll be just like any other man. So check us out. Judges 16 and 18. <laughs> When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines. She didn't. Man, this little rat. If y'all ever made a Delilah, run. Men, if you ever made a Delilah, run. <laughs> because this rascal right here, they, they, <laughs> she done sent word out again. Come back here once more. Now, they didn't have cell phones back in the day. They didn't have, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Facebook Messenger where they could send out. And she couldn't, you know, she couldn't just send this out in a massive video, so she had to send word to the men. Now, you got to think about this. I done came here twice. Nothing's happened. Now, I'm coming back a third time. This, uh, I bet you the guys were like, man, I'm so sick of this lady. I'm tired of it. This is going to be it. It's got to be it. So she sent word to them. And here they are. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silvers in their hand. Verse 18, or excuse me, verse 19, Judges 16 and 19. After putting him to sleep on her lap, that's not even, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair. And he began to seduce her, or seduce him. And his strength left him. Verse 20 says, then she called Samson. The Philistines are upon you. He woke up from his sleeps and thoughts. I go out as I go out as before and shaken myself free, but he did not, but he did not know the Lord had left him. So he's able to get out of the situation, but he didn't realize that his strength was gone. See, a lot of times and oftentimes we put ourselves in predicaments we should have never been put in. Because we want to fill that temporary gap in our lives. We want to fill that, that uh, temporary emotion that we have with that fulfillment of sin. Because it feels good. Those gaps that we have in our life, man, it feels good. Trina done me wrong. She did me wrong, so I'm going to get her back. It feels good. And we try to justify our sins because it feels good in that moment. But maybe God's got a calling on your life. But you're too busy worrying about what somebody's trying to give you than the blessing that God has already given you. Woo! So lessons from a zombie here. What can we learn from Samson? What can we learn from this man? What is some things that we can do? Don't trust women. No, <laughs> that was a joke. You're taking notes. The first thing that we need to know that is God anointed, the God's anointing on our life is not always a firmination of our character. God's anointing in our life. How could Samson be fooling around with all of these women and still have the power anointing of God? Part of my story is I've watched pastors do things and I've had things do, done to me through pastors. Pastors. 
And I've questioned God this very thing. God, how is it that, that I'm sitting here and I'm serving you and I'm doing everything you've asked me to do and, and trying to live my life to the best that I can and live it as holy as I can? These people are living their life like it doesn't matter, like they're not called. Why do, why do they succeed and it feels like I'm failing? Woo! That's what I've asked. God, why does this guy, I mean, think about it. He had it going on. He was strong. He was probably good looking. All the women wanted him. All the women were giving him things. And all in return, they wanted to know his secrets. Wanted to know his secrets. But see, how is it, God? They have everything. They're rocking. But yet I'm doing everything right and I'm struggling. And I felt the Holy Spirit when I was praying these things. He said, I've honored my word and my promises. I've honored my words and my promises to you. I've called you by name to go out and preach the gospel and spread the gospel of Jesus. And, and one thing I had to learn and God put me in check is quit worrying about everybody else and worry about what I've called you to do. When we start worrying about us and what God's called us to do and what God's put in our life and our character, we need to live out our story and not worry about everybody else's. Stop comparing yourselves to others. And I encourage you today, is, hey, if you've compared yourself to others, I encourage you to stop. I encourage you to say, hey, God, I know uh, it's, it's okay to get ideas from people and it's okay to, you know, because I like Instagram and I like seeing when you guys go on dates and stuff like that, but I don't want to be you. I want to be me. See, the mistakes we can make, the mistakes we can make is God blesses me with so much and he wants me to be happy and he wants us to make good and right decisions. But sometimes we choose in our own selves not to make the right choices because we want to fill those temporary emotions with the permanent decision. Because at this point, now that Samson's finally gave it out, he's made a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. He had it all. He had strength. He had the good looks. And now, now, God's taking it from him. Ouch. That's crappy, ain't it? Check us out. <laughs> the second thing we can learn from him is our friends, we, uh, we either simulate or disintegrate our relationship with God. So listen, when we have our friends, whatever circle that you're in, your circle of friends, my circle of friends is very small. And I'm not saying that just to, just to be, make y'all feel bad for me. But I keep my circle small because I've been hurt so many times. And it's taken me a long time to say, God, you're going to have to help me build relationships again with people because I've been hurt by so many people, church people especially. But you want me to tell you something? I let God restore the brokenness in my life. And, I, and I've let God help me and restore me back because that's my every desire is to be with Christ. That's why we designed and, and built made a church around the brokenness in our lives because I've been hurt, I've been broken. Just like you guys have probably been hurt and broken. But I encourage you, the circles that you have, 
Make sure you're in the right circles because they can either build you up or they can break you down. And a lot of the circles I was in in my life, I thought were building me up, but they were actually breaking me down. And, and so I've had to take it to God. I said, God, you've got to restore the brokenness in my life. And, and, and now once, once I've got out of those bad circles, God began to stimulate me, elevate me, and push me forward because if not, if I wouldn't have got out, I don't know where I would be at today because they can disintegrate your fire. They can add to you. They can take away. See, Delilah was on a mission to destroy Samson here. She was on a mission. She was on a mission to destroy him. But she constantly kept telling him, well, I love you. I love you. I love you because I'm trying to seduce you. I'm, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you all the money. I'm giving you all the riches. I love you. I love you and I want to be with you. But yet she was only after one thing and that was to destroy him. Too many people believe that we're just hanging out around this world since, around the scene that's out here. We're living it up. We're going out to parties. We're going out drinking. We're going out doing ungodly things. We're doing this. We're doing that. And we become numb to the very thing that we were created, created from, and that was God. We become numb to being in the house of God. 2020 was a great example of that. Now, granted, there was a lot of stuff going on, but we come numb to the fact that, hey, I don't have to be in the church. I don't have to be in the building. See, the purpose of having corporate worship, what's so great about it is we all can come together and we can start communicating and we can start building each other up because we relate when we start sharing our stories. We relate more than we really know. First Corinthians 15 and 33. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. See, the old saying, and I love garbage in, garbage out. When we allow garbage to come into our life and we're exposing ourselves around garbage all the time, guess what? Eventually that garbage is going to come out. Eventually it's going to start to come out. So find you friends, inventory your friends today. I used to go back in the past and I would do a Facebook cleansing. I don't know if you guys have ever done a Facebook cleansing, but I'd go through my friends and I was like, you know what, I'm cutting ties. I'm cutting this person out of my life because I don't need to see the negativity. Because when I was exposing myself around the negativity, negativity started to come out. And I don't like being negative. I like being positive. I done lost my track. Number three, if you're taking notes, I got to hurry, I got to hurry. Sin will take you further than you want to go. Hear me? Sin will keep you further than you or take you further than you want to go keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay sin will take you further than you want to go and it's going to keep you there longer than you want to stay and it's going to cost you more than you want to pay see Samson here he knew he gets in there this pretty woman this beautiful lady, she's inviting me into her home. She's offering me all these riches. She's going to sleep with me. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome, man. It's got, man, this is, this is a perfect scenario. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's got money. She's got good looks. She's willing to put out. Man, it's going to be awesome. And, 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 and it put him, he said, man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm already in here. She's already got my attention. I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm going to go to her house now. I'm going to put my head on her laps. 
Now, now it's beginning me. I'm going. Now it's costing me to stay. It's costing me because now that I'm here, I have to tell her something. She's giving me all this. Now I have to tell her my secrets. And when she finally, when he finally told her his secret, it cost him everything. See, there's consequences for all of our actions that we do. Newton's law for every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction. Did I get that right? I always mess it up. But our actions breed consequences. For every action that we make, whether it's good or bad, it could either breed good consequences or it could breed bad consequences. And, and, and so, and so we got to keep that in mind that that, that sin is going to take us further than we want to go, and then it's going to keep me there longer because Samson stayed there not once but twice, and then it cost him everything. The sin has long been forgiven, yet we must live with the fruits of our decisions. When we make a decision in our life, whatever it may be. There may be consequences. Well, Pastor Michael, I've done some bad things. Me too. Well, Pastor Michael, I've done some really bad things. One, God can forgive you of anything that you've done in your life. But you still may have to pay the price for those consequences and decisions that you made. Pastor Michael, I don't think that's right. You mean if I do this and this happens... I still have to live with that consequence, absolutely. If I go out here and speed, and I'm speeding, I'm going over the supposed speed limits, and I hit and kill somebody, I have to live with that consequences. Even if they rule it as uh, vehicular manslaughter, and I don't have to do any jail time or whatever, and I get out of the situation, I still have to live with the consequences taking somebody's life. Our actions breed consequences. Number four, if you're taking notes, the absence from God's presence Produces a desensitized uh, 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 constants. Judges uh, 16 and 20 says, Then he said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke up from the sleep and thought, I'll get out of here. I got out of here before and shook free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. See, see, he, he, he already twice before he had got out of the situation he was in. This time he got out. He was able to free himself and he got out of the situation, but he didn't realize that God had left him. The inner voice that we have, sometimes we need to listen to those inner voices. You might ever had the inner voice tell you, hey, this isn't a good situation. You might need to go the other way. You need to run from this. You need to, you need to go, and you don't need to go down this path. You need to do this. You need to do that. I don't know about y'all, but I have uh, conversations with myself pretty often. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't go that route. If we become desensitized to our surroundings, it can lead us down a path of destruction. I'm going to close with this. I got a lot left, and we might have to pick up with uh, uh, next week with this. <laughs> so y'all hold on. And there's another zombies that we can look at. I'm just going to go through these really quick, okay? Zombie 2. 
2.0. Divine interest will always lead you down an un, will leave you unfaithful to both. A divine interest will always leave you unfaithful to both. So if you're faced with two situations here, they're going to leave you unfaithful to both of them. Because let's just face it, anybody, when you were back in the day and you were trying to date some people and you were trying to date Billy and, and Jamie over here or James over here, <laughs> one of them's going to lose. If I'm given an assignment and I have to take and I have to say, hey, I got to have an object or, or, or project A and I got to have project B done by Friday, at the end of the day, both of them are going to have some unfaithfulness to them. Somewhere, some point, something will lose. But what I liked about Paul in the Bible is he began to pray every single day. He loved God. And it also reminds me about Daniel as well. Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel got told, if you continue to pray, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. And Daniel had the faithful heart to God and said, you know what, okay, kill me. I don't care because my reward's in heaven, not here on earth. And, and, and what's great about it is, 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 and what I like about Daniel, he began to pray in his house. Not only did he begin to pray in his house, he raised his window up and he began to pray any louder outside because he had the faithfulness of God and said, hey, if they kill me here, it's okay because I'm going to heaven. He was faithful. He knew his side that he wanted to be on. He knew that he wanted to be over here on the righteous side. See, we can't have our foot in the world and expect to have a relationship with God. If we have our full self on focus on God and we're on fire for God, we can't have a foot in the world. Because at some point, it's along the line, something's going to happen. You're going to be unfaithful to one or the other. Revelation 3, 15 and 16 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. See, the Bible, and he's telling us, and God's telling us, this is in the red words, so if you read your Bible, it's just God's words, and Jesus speaking. He said, I would rather you be hot or cold, but neither lukewarm or cold. Because, and it tells us in verse 16, because I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. The other night, me and Tasha went to a restaurant. They were busy. I ordered a steak because I was celebrating from passing my class and, and the girls were gone and we were on a date night and I ordered a steak with mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. And when I got my food, they set it down. It looked good. I took, I didn't take a picture of it, but, but, but I was excited and I cut into my steak and I'm like, man, it's perfect. Perfectly cooked. Took a bite of it and it was cold. Oh man, it must have sat in the window too long. I took a bite of my mashed potatoes. They were cold. And then I took a bite of my mac and cheese and guess what? It was lukewarm. And I told Tasha, I said, I ain't sending it back. I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> I just suck it up and I just eat it aside. It's no big deal. They're busy. I'm not trying to. It is what it is. And that's how God views our life. I'd rather you be cold or I'd rather you be hot, but I don't want you to be lukewarm. Be one or the other. You can either be on fire for God or you can be cold for God, but you can't be both. You can't say you're a Christian and you want to live out this world's life 
but yet you're over here and you're bashing Sally Sue and Trina and everything going on in their life. The Bible tells us not to judge because guess what? Guess what? Don't look at somebody else and try to pick out the sins in their life. The speck in their eyes when you can't pull out the plank in your very own. I get so sick and I get so tired of people saying, hey, well, can you believe what they're doing over here? That's ungodly, but what are you doing in your life that's not holy? Revelation is telling us we can't be on both sides. And today I want to encourage you if you're in the middle and you're on that borderline and you don't know whether you're on fire for Christ or if you're on fire for the world. Or maybe you're just kind of sitting on the, the, the spectrum and you're trying to figure out where you want to go. I encourage you today to pray out to God to get on fire for Him. And the best thing you guys got going for is you have a church family that loves you. It's going to help you. Just like I've been telling y'all the last few weeks, I'm going to stand there and I'm going to fight the battles. I'm going to lead the way. But you've got to be willing to stand and fight behind me. I can't do it for you. I can't make you on fire for God, but God can restore the brokenness in your life. See, the impact of a church service upon our life has more to do with what happens in the seat than on the stage. Did y'all hear me? The impact of a church service upon our life has more to do what happens in your seat and not what happens up here. All we can do is pray, practice during the week, and lead you guys into worship. All I can do is get up here and give you the words that God's given me to speak to you. But I can't, I can't make you lift your hands. I can't make you clap. I can't make you worship. I can't make you uh, read your Bibles. I can't make you pray. That's all up to you. The impact in your life happens with you. Happens with you. It starts with you. It don't start with me. I encourage you to always be here and be in, be in a corporate worship because it's always great. But the things that we can learn from the zombies is don't be in that numb state. Don't be lukewarm. Don't be cold. Find that fire that God wants to ignite in your life. I'm going to close to that. I don't know if I've already closed once. It's my second time. No matter how hard we fall or numb we become, God will always restore us. No matter how hard we fall or numb we become, God will always restore us. And that's good to know that God will fix the brokenness in our life. No matter how far we run, no matter how far we go, God can restore the brokenness in your life. Today, wherever you're at, whatever you may be going through, no matter how far you run for God, no matter how far on fire you've been on for God or how cold you've been for God, or maybe if you're lukewarm today, no matter how hard we fall or become numb, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And He can restore you back today. If you guys will, if you'll stand with me. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for everybody that's here, God. God, I want to thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. God, today, whatever we may be going through, whatever we may be dealing with, Father, God, we may have fallen and become numb to you. But God, reassure us today that no matter where we're at, that you can restore that brokenness in our life. God, reveal to us today the things that we may need to work on. God, whether it's maybe getting back to church, Father, maybe somebody that's listening saying, hey, I know I need to be more consistent. I know I need to go back to church. God, it's still in their heart and let that fire begin to burn and ignite in their life. God, help us to be on fire for you 
and not on fire for this world, God. God, just touch us today. Lord, help us to to examine our friends and touch our lives and help us have the right people that will build us up and not break us down. God, anoint us today. If you don't know who Jesus is or you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. When it gets hard in this life, help me to stay consistent with you. Help me to stay on fire for you. And if I stumble and fall, God, remind me you're there to pick me up. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.